Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming to another episode of My Angular Story. I'm your host, Aaron Frost. And today, we're extremely lucky to have Tracy Lee, the one of the biggest names in our community, come and be on the podcast. So, Tracy, um, this is all about you, but give go ahead and do a short intro of uh, you know who you are. Hi, my name's Tracy. You can follow me on Twitter at Lady Leet. I'm the CEO of a company called This.Labs. Uh, we spend a lot of time helping large-scale enterprises build really cool applications. More, more recently, we've been helping companies with their AI and VR-related uh, you know, initiatives, which has been really, really, really fun for us. Uh, we've been focusing, obviously, a lot on Angular. A lot of our team is Angular developers, and uh, we love GraphQL, but we also equally love React and Vue at the same time. So it's a fun adventure, That's you know? Cool. Yeah, yeah. This episode is sponsored by Sentry.io. Recently, I came across a great tool for tracking and monitoring problems in my apps. Then I asked them if they wanted to sponsor the show and allow me to share my experience with you. Sentry provides a terrific interface for keeping track of what's going on with my app. It also tracks releases so I can tell if what I deployed makes things better or worse. They give full stack traces and as much information as possible about the situation when the error occurred to help you track down the errors. Plus, one thing I love, you can customize the context provided by Sentry. So... If you're looking for specific information about the request, you can provide it. It automatically scrubs passwords and secure information, and you can customize the scrubbing as well. Finally, it has a user feedback system built in that you can use to get information from your users. Oh, and I also love that they support open source to the point where they actually open source Sentry if you want to self-host it. Use the code devchat at sentry.io to get two months free on Sentry's small plan. That's code devchat at sentry.io. And you guys have been, this.labs has been around for how long? I think two years now or okay. so. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And you also have some other this.companies too as well. Like, yeah, isn't this.media a thing too? Yes. So this.media, we kind of split the company into two pieces because uh, one of the main reasons we started the labs portion was because we get so excited about bringing the JavaScript community together. Mm. So we have this.media where we do um, tons of events. So every month you can find angularmeetup.com. It's a global angular meetup. It's the first Thursday of every month. Uh, and then we have, you know, reactjsmeetup.com, which is the second Thursday and then viewmeetup.com, which is the third Thursday. So we keep ourselves pretty busy. I mean, we're hmm. really focused on helping try to change the ratio in tech as well. So we do a lot of work trying to help women in tech. Um, next year, we're actually going to start some public mentoring programs to try to help women in tech. Um, you know, we just really believe in just trying to create a more inclusive, you know, community for us, for ourselves. Cool. And that's, that's this dot media that does that. Or is that this? Yes. Yeah. This dot media. Mm -hmm. This dot dot CO. <laughs> yeah. Terrible cool. way to spell it. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So how did you, how did you start in the techs? How did How's I start in the text? Yeah. I started off because my boyfriend at the time was a developer. And I remember the first time he he was like, oh, I'm a developer. I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, who cares, right? I date to Weirdly enough, every single guy I've dated has been a developer. Hmm. Except for one sales guy. <laughs> Two sales guys. <laughs> Two sales guys and the rest developers. Yeah. Exactly. Which is I mean, funny because they're so different. Sales guys and developers are so different. It's very true. Um, so uh, I grew up in the Bay Area, Silicon Valley. 
So I guess everyone's a developer there anyways. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe that's why. But yeah, so I remember uh, he said, oh, I do JavaScript. I was like, oh, Java, you know, classic, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, you know, what, what developer doesn't want to teach their significant other how to code? Right. So guess who learned how to code? <laughs> That's cool. So you guys started like just coding as like date, date night, you'd sit down and do some code. Yeah. Like call it healthy or unhealthy, but that relationship was basically, I mean, I took a boot camp, right? I took a two or three week boot camp um, to learn the basics, mm -hmm. but you know, we basically spend our entire lives like hacking. Actually, you know, it's funny. I used to go on dates and I used to be like, you know, okay, we can get through the days we like each other, but how effective can we be sitting in a room quiet on our laptops together? Mm -hmm. And that was like my idea of like, okay, we can, we can actually start dating now. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm sure all developers can relate, right? Like you don't want that significant other that was just like not shut up. <laughs> you know, I need, my, I need to focus. I need to focus. Exactly. Yeah. Like sometimes, I mean, even yesterday I yelled at my husband. I was like, dude, I I have my headphones in. Don't talk to me. <laughs> Can you see my headphones are on? Do you yeah. not know what this means? Is he a developer? He's a developer, yeah. And he was coding as well, but he, I think he was like doing some random stuff. I was like, I'm done talking. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Developer relationships. That should be an entire podcast. DevRel. <laughs> developer Dev relationships. Well, De DevRel, that'd be funny. <laughs> I guess you could take that two ways. Yeah. <laughs> DevRel personal. Uh, <laughs> I hear funny. a new podcast coming. <laughs> I see it happening. That's funny. So this this person you're dating is like, oh, get into this, and you're like, all right. And then, uh, so okay, so let me tell you, let me tell you from my point of view what happened. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've never heard of the name Tracy Lee. Mm -hmm. And then, like, it felt like overnight. That's all. I just heard your name like, oh, Tracy, 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 Tracy. You, you just showed up everywhere all of a sudden. <laughs> That's, that was my experience. And I was like, and then after hearing about you for a while, I met you one time in San Francisco. So yeah. that was kind of my, um, you, you, you came up quick in the community, like really, really fast. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. But I mean, I do love the developer community and it's kind of hard to get away from it. Um, yeah. I think like, as you, you know, like I just, you know, honestly, I just started developing because I wanted to play. I mean, it was fun for me. I fell in love with it. It was hard. You know, I have a marketing background. Marketing is not hard, but like development is hard, <laughs> you know? Um, so, you know, I, 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 and you know, I was surrounded by, uh, friends who just coded. So, you know, me and Ben Lush and Jay Phelps, like, what would we do when we were hanging out? Like, we would just, you know, I mean, me and Jay would, <laughs> I remember this one Thanksgiving, um, I woke up forgetting how I could actually get into my bed, but me and Jay had actually built a really awesome add-on. <laughs> you know, we basically drank, like, yeah, we basically spent here. like three, uh, drank like three bottles of wine and like coded. Yeah. So, you know, whatever um and you know ben is the same way right like we used to just sit around and and like do that type of stuff and um you know that's how i started getting involved in the rxjs core team i mean i think they uh needed some help from a community perspective to like just uh you know 
figure things out from like a, a non-tech perspective. So mm. I kind of started helping with that. And I'm so proud of how the um, RxJS core team has grown now. I mean, you threw RxJS live. So you've seen like going from, you know, Ben and OJ and um, uh, D- uh, David, right? Yeah. And, it, and, and Paul and Matt, but like, you know, a very small subset of people to all of a sudden having like, you know, Jan Nicholas super involved, uh, Nicholas Jamieson involved. Um, mm. And that's, that's just been really cool to see and really cool to be a part of. I mm. really like that. So um, how did you meet? It seems like Jay and Ben are kind of your besties in yeah. the tech community. How did you meet those two? Um, I'm pretty sure I met them both on Twitter, which is why I love Twitter so much. So if you're not on Twitter, highly recommend. Uh, but we, they, you know, they both actually, I met, I met Ben when he was working at Netflix and I actually ran, I run modern web. So we actually do this every other month in the Bay area. We run modern web Bay area. So you can go to meetup.com slash modern web. And we actually co-host it almost every single time now with the angular mountain view meetup. So mm. it's really nice to partner with Stephen Fluin on that type of stuff. Um, and, you know, like, actually, it was my boyfriend was like, oh, Ben Lush, RxJS. I was like, is that important? All right, fine. <laughs> and then, you know, and then I invited Ben to come speak. And then, you know, we became friends. Um, and then Jay at the time was working in L.A. And then, you know, we, uh, you know, then Jay moved to Netflix. And then, you know me and Jay became really good friends. And, uh, I feel like Jay was always like my stand in date. That's, you know, it's like, Jay's never doing anything that exciting. Sorry, Jay. I love you. Um, (laughs) So like Jay's always available to do anything, which is great because then he's just always hanging out. Right. So we sit and wait, wait lots of time together. (laughs) I like Jay. Jay's a super nice dude. Yeah. Um, smart, really smart. Yeah. Super smart. Yeah. Hey folks, this is Charles Maxwood and I just launched my book, The Max Coder's Guide to Finding Your Dream Developer Job. It's up on Amazon. We self-published it. I would love your support. If you want to go check it out, you can find it there. The Max Coder's Guide to Finding Your Dream Developer Job. Have a good one. Max out. So, okay. So you said you said you were in marketing before you became a programmer or got, you got into development yeah. stuff. So talk to us about pre-programming, Tracy. Pre-programming, Tracy. I was all about building communities, and it's kind of weird because my last even back then you were still a community builder, even yeah. in marketing. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, when did I start? I think I discovered Twitter somewhere around two thousand eight or so, and um, you know that that was like kind of around the time where I started my first startup. Well, mm-hmm. like my first tech startup, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was like the time when APIs were. You know, I was, I was at an API conference. Like, yeah. whoa, look at these things. They're What's called APIs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I was like learning what an API was. Um, <laughs> and uh, I remember, um, you know, like I was always interested in like just bringing people together. So that's always been my thing. Like if I see a bunch of people, how do I bring them together? How do I help the community? Right. Like I really love helping people. Um, so uh, my last company, Dishcrawl, we were in 250 different cities. We had over 250 women across 
it was like 99.5% or something crazy like that woman. And we helped them. Dish crawl. It's called dish, dish crawl. crawl. Yeah. And what we did is we took people on food adventures, like pub crawls, but with food. Mm-hmm. And so we taught them, you know, in a five week period, how to do marketing, how to do social media, how to do PR, how to do restaurant sales and how yeah. to actually host an event, right? Like it's a pretty intense program. Yeah. Um, but what I really loved about it I mean, you know, obviously we were a startup, so we made a lot of mistakes. Like imagine a bunch of 20 year olds, like trying to run a business with 200, like we grew to 125 people in less than three months. Yeah. And so like you have these like 20 something year old girls going like, oh crap, <laughs> what do we do now? You know, but like the, you know, our, our intent was that, you know, let's try to help get, you know. Actually, I don't know what the intent was, but what ended up happening was we were able to help a lot of women get jobs and like find their passion. So a lot of women love food, right? So they're always interested in getting involved in the food industry. So we helped enable that and create these like little entrepreneurs in all these different little cities, which is really cool. Um, And it's kind of funny because, you know, now with this thought, I feel like, you know, I'm really focused on trying to help woman in tech again, or like woman in general again. And also, you know, we've been doing this apprentice program this year, which is trying to help get women their first job. Hmm. So, you know, like I think themes in your life, right? Like whatever type of human you are, like if you kind of look back on your life, you'll start finding these sort of patterns emerge. And mine is basically community and helping women apparently. (laughs) Yeah. That's good. Um, that's good. Uh, you have a lot of passion for it. It's, it's, you're inspirational for a lot of us that watch you and see what you're doing. It's, it's good. You're a good example for the community. So I'm glad you Thanks. do it. And you have fun doing it. You can tell. Yeah. I mean, I get excited about it, but I mean, I think um, it's actually been kind of interesting for me to go through. So I've been going through this for a year now. I've been bored. Can you believe mm. it? Mm. <laughs> you're super busy. So I don't know how you're bored. <laughs> Well, like internally, I sort of have this like unrest, like what's the next thing? What are we going to do next? You know, like lately I've been really focused on, um, you know, again, like AI, machine learning, uh, AR stuff, VR stuff, like just thinking about, um, like I think Angular is super interesting. I think like GraphQL, for example, is super interesting. React, Vue, et cetera, et cetera. But like thinking about like what technology enables, you know, like what's the bigger picture? Like we're all doing stuff. We're all developers. We're all building stuff. We're all hacking on things. But like, what's the greater picture? Like what's the, what's the like, what's the big thing? And I don't know what the answer to that, but hopefully I'll have the answer in a few months. Yeah. (laughs) Or an idea anyways. Yeah. Um, What do you think? What do I think about what? About you? What do you think, is, the, what do you think is like the bigger thing? Like the big, what's I don't know. the magic? I, uh, you know, with the whole, like three or four months ago, you remember when the React community kind of caught on fire? Oh, yeah. Um, Tatiana Mack asked people to read some books. Well, she suggested some books. Uh-huh. And, and I read a couple of them and um, they were really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd only ever been like impacted that much by books couple of times in life and so I don't know I'm still I'm still chewing on those to figure out what I could do because um you know sometimes you do have a bigger reach and you do have a, a bigger opportunity to help people and 
it seems like you should use that to help. But yeah. I think I'm kind of like you, maybe still figuring out what that means. I'm not sure yet. Not yeah, sure. I think I think it's difficult because like as you become a leader within the community, like whether you like it or not, and I think with the whole React thing, part of it was because I feel like, you know, not good or bad, right? But just the way it is, like, I think the React community leaders are just like, yeah, you know, we're building stuff for Facebook and like, there's this React community and, you know, whatever, like, you know, like they feel responsibility, but they're not like, we need to mold the community. Whereas the Angular community is very intentional about how they want to mold the community, code of conduct, being inclusive, et cetera, et cetera. So like, you know, I look at some of the opportunities I have, for example, and, you know, positions I get put in and, you know, if I don't do anything, right, like what, what am I doing? I'm setting an example by not setting an example. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> by not doing anything, you're setting the example of what to do, which is, which would be nothing. So you have to do something. Right. And I think that's really difficult because, um, it, it's like, uh, I think this is also the burden, right? This is also why the React leaders are kind of like, like you guys deal with it because it's it's so much emotional energy. Like people can't yeah. account for the amount of time and energy spent on just like t- thinking about it, yeah, dealing with it, whatever, which is probably one of the most difficult things that leaders typically have to do, right? Like the Angular team spends in the a lot of time making sure that the community is right. Um, and that takes a toll on things and it also takes away from development time, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, yeah, whatever. This just yeah. the way it is. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. And um, yeah, I, uh, I'm trying to figure out my, my place though. Cause yeah, as a white dude, mm-hmm. um, sometimes I want to talk in the yeah. conversations, but I don't feel, I don't feel unwelcome, but I don't, explicitly feel welcome yeah and so it's like you know a lot of it so I'm kind of in this put me in the game coach like I'm watching I'm ready I don't really know where I fit I'm kind of it's kind of like there's a bunch of people playing jump rope and I'm like waiting to jump in trying to see hey can I jump in yet can I jump and so I'm kind of um I don't know I'm on the I'm ready though I'm and I've made a couple attempts but um well I think like things like ngconf and, you know, doing the diversity scholarship, for example, yeah. like that, that's a great example of, I think, being a leader where you can. Yeah. Um, my fit, one of my, one of my really good friends, you know, whenever we're in a group and when there, there's a bunch of women, like he decides he wants to open his mouth and I'm like, dude, stop, just don't open your mouth. Cause I think, you know, regardless of the intent of, uh, you know, men or white men or whatever it is trying to help in that situation like it's it's like you never know how somebody's gonna take it wrong or right yeah, yeah. you will literally never know and so it's scare. it's it's like you can mean good and yeah. it could come out bad like you just don't know yeah for and sure so you, have to, so you have to be careful right to your point right so i think like I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of people have different opinions about this, but like, I think that sometimes when put in those situations, like just don't get involved in the conversation, however much you want to, but like help in other ways, right? Like the diversity scholarship, you know, I think it's really impactful. You guys do a lot 
uh, spent a lot of time and energy like trying to get women up on stage and, and stuff like that, which I think is important. So, you know, there's tons of different ways people can help. Yeah, there is. Um, Hero Devs has been fun. Um, yeah. We, we have a lot of Central and South American employees. And so that, that for me has been a lot of fun. Since I was a teenager, I, when I was a teenager, I went and lived in Mexico for two years and just kind mm-hmm. of fell in love with, fell in love with this, this culture I'd never known, but I just, you know, it became a part of me. And so Hero Does has been fun the last year to, to get more opportunity to, to mingle with. And practice. And, and just work. Oh man, that's the funnest is practice. Yeah. Spanish. Cause now I'm learning, I'm learning Argentine Spanish. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it's so different. Like all the swear words don't, they're not the same. Like all the, like even food is called different things. So it's, it's, it's fun to learn another, another version of Spanish. So. Yeah. All the tacos, but I, yeah. I mean, Argentina, you're not eating tacos. I guess you're eating yeah. empanadas in Argentina, but <laughs> Yeah. You were just there for the tacos, Aaron. Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was. I was there for the tacos and to learn Spanish. Um. Adventures in Angular is a devchat.tv production made in partnership with Hero Devs. Hero Devs is a group of Angular experts who can help your team code like true developer heroes. If your team needs an Angular expert, reach out to Aaron at hero.dev today. So what's next? Um, your your focus so right now okay so you're balancing you have a lot of balls in there you've got rxjs core team yeah you've got this dot both this dots right Uh you've got a bunch of community stuff you're doing around the um sorry you've said the name like three times before we're talking um the s it's like an escalation bracket what's that escalation ladder escalation Uh, ladder what else have you got going on i mean i think like i'm not that involved in the RxJS core team right now. Like I'm more involved. I feel like sometimes if there's a fire and I need to calm it down, that's when I'll get involved. Um, but I'm not as deeply involved just because I've been traveling for the past few months. Um, so November, December, I'll probably pick back up again and see, see how I can be of use. Um, mm. This year I spent a lot of time keynoting conferences on diversity and inclusion also this thing we call this the pam stack mm-hmm. so i saw you talk on the pam stack yeah and it's all about like process abstractions and mentorship and this new way of thinking about building development teams and i get really excited about that because i think like building inclusive development teams with just you know a lot of common sense things uh ideas um is is really impactful and can help you know a lot of these larger organizations succeed um, but you know, I really want to play around with Vero. Like I think it, it, you know, it was interesting because when I first started development, I literally was just like, all right, I'm excited about this thing. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to write about it. I'm going to talk about it. That's what I'm going to do. Right. So initially when I started, you know, speaking, I just spoke about Angular, Ember and React and Vue and, um, you know, was really excited about Angular Material, you know, so spent a lot of time uh, talking about Angular Material. And I think one of the struggles I've been having, which is funny because everybody has the struggle, right? It's this idea of like, what do I do next? Like, what are people going to care about? You know, is that interesting enough? Whatever. And I, I realized just recently that like, I've been spending way too much time thinking about the cool thing versus like, 
forgetting about why I started development in the first place, which was just to like do something and get excited about it. Mm -hmm. So Vero, which is this really cool framework for AR, it's like so mm. easy to use. Aaron, oh my God, you would mm. be like, it's just crazy. It's just Vero. V-I-R-O, -V yeah. Yeah, okay. It is, it's like as easy as using Angular Material. Hmm. For AR though. Yeah, but for AR, yeah. So that's what I'm super excited about. Hmm. If I can get my life back. <laughs> is it web-based or is it like, um, what, what, what's Vero focused on? Is it more like native Android iOS or what is it? Um, so the demo I saw, you can actually use React Native in Vero. Oh, cool. Um, and that is all I know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's awesome. So I was planning on spinning it up with React Native. I need to get more involved in, in that stuff. Did you say you guys are doing AI as well? Oh, yeah, yeah. We've been doing, like, you know, everybody's all about using machine learning and AI to kind of optimize business processes. Um, I feel like, especially in supply chain, right? Like there's just so many cool things out there. I think if you look at sort of more old school organizations, what you'll find is still a lot of processes that are very hands-on, like kind of like, um, you know, call centers, mm -hmm. right? But, you know, we've been thinking a lot and uh, helping some of our clients with things like, how do you optimize call centers or, you know, call scripts, right? Based on building a model to learn what the best thing to say is next. Yeah, yeah. Um, or doing things like, you know, like v VR wise, like if I guess, I guess mainly in shipping, you kind of see this stuff, but you know, like there are so many different applications out there right now where you can literally just hold up your your phone and, you know, using v using ar i always say vr ar but <laughs> using ar it can actually tell you like what's wrong with your truck and then yeah. like, ship you the part immediately right like so there's so many amazing cool ways you can kind of like use these new technologies yeah um which is something i get really excited about because i really get excited about like helping enable enable businesses mm. yeah that's awesome yeah obviously so, everybody's also yeah. just migrations I mean, yeah. Not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have one last question to ask. I yeah. just learned. I just kind of learned this about you. Mm -hmm. um, when you were when you were stuck in Taiwan, you said you're from Taiwan. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, I'm Taiwanese. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, how long did you live in Taiwan? How many times did you go? How often did you go back? <laughs> Talk to me about your Taiwan. I'm Taiwanese, but I'm American born. So okay. I was actually born in the Bay Area. Um, Taiwanese was actually my first language and then Mandarin was my second. Mm. Um, and then English, oh, but, really? mm -hmm. but I mean, you know, when you're young, whatever, like you can learn languages so easily. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I speak it, I speak, I, I can understand Taiwanese and I can speak Mandarin. Um, but I can't speak business Mandarin. Okay. Like that's very different. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, you know, this does. Does like does your mom and dad both speak Taiwanese or Mandarin? Yeah, I mean, people who speak Taiwanese like they speak Taiwanese and Mandarin at the same time. Okay, okay, I didn't know that. Okay, so are, yeah, they, are so they similar ish or are they not very similar? Sometimes it's similar and sometimes it's not. Okay, like you know how I'm sure in your family you speak like Spanish English, right? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it's kind of the same thing except it's Taiwanese 
Mandarin. Gotcha. (laughs) Taiwanese and Mandarin at the same time. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That I do understand. Okay. Well, that's cool. Um, so Tracy, if anyone wants to get a hold of you, talk to you, um, need some help with something, what's the best way for the community to get a hold of you? Um, they can always email me. I mean, you can always email me Tracy at this thought.co or you can always find me on Twitter at lady elite. DMs open. DMs are open. Yep. Cool. All right. So lady at lady elite or Tracy at this dot Tracy T R A C Y. Yes. At this dot co. Yeah. Okay. This dot dot co. Sorry. This dot dot co. Cool. Well, um, let's, let's move on to picks real quick. Um, in case you haven't listened before, everyone, we've kind of picked something and share something that we like with the community. So I'm going to pick, and it can be anything. So I'm picking CBS Survivor, the game show on TV, Survivor. Um, I've watched it for years. I'm going to be on it one day. But this season has been, the last three episodes have been really interesting because they go really, they've never done this before, not even one time. And now it's three episodes in a row where they go deep into social issues. Um, like uh, three episodes ago, these two buddies, they're like buddy, buddy buddies. And one of the guys calls um, the other guy's bandana a do-rag. And the dude who got his bandana called a do-rag, he felt like it was kind of racist. And so there was like this breakdown where they, there was a teaching moment and it got real between these two friends, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, and, like, I got the chills and I was like, man, that was a really good episode. And then the last two episodes have been really powerful as well. So I'm going to pick, if you haven't watched Survivor recently, I'm picking, um, I'm picking Survivor. So go check it out. It's got some good social messages this season. So Tracy, do you have any picks? Yes. So I recently was in Sweden and I went to this place called Scandwich. Like sandwich, sandwich, but Scandinavian sandwich. Yeah, yeah, and it was so delicious. So I've been stalking their Google reviews and basically researching how I'm going to make all the different styles of these sandwiches. So a Scandinavian sandwich is basically an open face sandwich. Oh, okay. So it's just a piece of bread that's really good and like nicely grilled in butter. And then this one, they had pork belly on top. And then they had like an Asian sesame oil slaw, mm. like a mm. carrot vinegar slaw. But yeah, I really, Scandwich. yeah, sandwiches. <laughs> and they're only in Europe. Well, I mean, Scandinavian sandwiches i guess so you have to go to scandinavia to eat these open face sandwiches but this one particular was really good oh i also learned something new so did you know that scandinavia is like scandinavian area is like the biggest consumer of eating candy no yeah because more than america yes because apparently there's this thing in sweden where i don't remember what it's called but it's basically called like Sweet Saturday, where every Saturday kids can go to the store, and I'm probably getting this wrong, but sweets can go to the, can, um, kids can go to the store and they have those bulk candies mm. and they can just pick out candies and like that's their Saturday every Saturday. Mm. How cool is that? That's, as a kid, that would be awesome, yeah. Bad for your health. Not as so a parent, you'd be like, I'm going to hit my kids in the head when they come home, but yeah. Yes, exactly. As a kid, that'd be awesome. All right. Well, that's cool. Well, um, Tracy, you've been an awesome guest. Thanks for all that you do in the community and for all the good examples you, you are showing the rest of us. Yeah. Thanks for having me.
Yeah. And to the listeners, I will say thank you and we'll see you next time. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.